Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and wellness and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is love in romantic relationships. Look at that. For more information about what I do or about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, Eugenia Hudson G. My name, my surname, and letter G. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, people? How are you today? This week we are going to talk about romantic love, which is another popular topic that comes up a lot in my sessions. And to be honest with you, many of my clients call me and they tell me, Georgina, I have a problem with my team or I have a problem with my boss or I don't like my job. And then we end up discovering their problem is connected to their partners or their significant others. So there's a lot of work to be done here. And that is a lot of devoting really a lot of hours that must be devoted to unraveling what lies behind the pain in romantic relationships we all want to feel in love but it's complicated isn't it i always say that if friends were our significant others we'd be either alone or full of doubts (laughs) but what happens in friendship is that the lack of stress and expectations in this area makes it so much easier. We expect so much from our lovers. And when I was writing and thinking about the title of this blog, I obviously thought of Freddie Mercury and his dramatic and great song, Love of My Life. Do you remember his desperate lyrics uh, that go, Love of my life, can't you see? Bring it back bring it back. Don't take it away because you don't know what it means to me. Oh my God, I love it. The lyrics are strong, are forceful and heartfelt by Freddie Mercury who is in pain and who seems to be addicted to that love he's singing to. When we listen to songs like this or when we watch passionate love movies, we want to feel like that. We want to feel love with that same intensity. Besides, we grow up wanting to live happily ever after, like in short stories. But that is extremely idyllic, isn't it? And that's where the problem begins. I have a ton of personal stories to tell you. Trust me. I thought for a long, long time I hadn't been born for romantic love. I thought, you know, I was good at many things and I was lucky at many things, but not love. Uh, Fortunately, I met my husband and we are a relationship in permanent construction. I don't want to give you the idea that this is perfect, but I am so happy and grateful for the relationship we have built and we have. But today I want to share with you my coaching experience with one of my clients. Charles, which of course is not his real name, was very distressed because his wife Anne, not her real name either, 
Anne is very good, very attractive and a great companion, but even so, he began to wonder if he was with Anne out of habit. Session after session, Charles told me he was suffering and that his doubts had begun to torture him. And to be honest with you, I was witnessing how much he was suffering and I tried to create a safe container of love for him to vent everything he was feeling because it was really, really challenging. So he asked me questions like this and I'm going to read what I wrote down. He said, do I have to stay in this relationship? Does being in love feel like this? Am I in this relationship because it's easy for me? Those are some of the questions he asked me. And the first thing we did was getting out of his mental space, which was tormenting him. Really? Really? And I asked him, Charles, what do you feel when you stop thinking and you drop into your body? You know, when you leave... And I showed him his head. When you leave this space and you drop into your body. And Charles said, I feel stiff, I feel cold, I feel tense. So I asked him, where exactly do you feel that? That tension, that cold, that... Um, stiffness where and he told me my whole body feels like an iceberg I can't be specific I honor him for being so brave so little by little we worked on accepting his vital moment his vital moment was one of desperation because he felt frozen But when he stopped fighting his feelings and rejecting his feelings, something opened up and melted down and he started to cry. Really? This didn't happen overnight, mind you. I'm summarizing various sessions here. So I asked him, Charles, why do you think you're crying? And Charles told me, Anne is everything a person wants in a partner. I don't understand what's wrong with me. So I asked him, what's wrong with you or what's wrong with you and Anne? And he told me, I suppose it's about me with me. Oh, how brave. I asked him, what would you need at this very moment? Again, another moment of insight. He told me, I don't know, I'm scared. I need my mind to stop. And I asked him, what could relieve your mind? What could relieve that fear? What could relieve the grip of fear? And now we're going to leave Charles alone. And let me tell you that fear keeps us in a trance. Fear separates us from the rest and makes us doubt ourselves. Fear makes us believe that there is a world out there that is happening and that we are hidden watching it. Fear makes us believe that others are in a perfect relationship and have everything figured out, and we are not, and we don't. Fear constricts us. The ancestral fear that all human beings feel has helped us survive generation after generation. You know, it, it's helped us survive the attack of other tribes, animals and right now you know fear helps us 
be wise when we're going to cross the street with a lot of traffic. Hmm? But when fear is excessive, we lose our internal compass and we blame the outside world. That could be our partner, our work, or X circumstances that we're going through and makes us feel like that. We project outside what annoys and hurts us inside. That is exactly what Charles did with Anne. As mindfulness teacher Tara Brack, beautiful person, says, when fear is not processed, it becomes toxic to us. So please ask for help. You don't need to become poisoned by fear. And let me be clear too. We all feel fear. We are all in this together. The challenge begins when we dare to work with fear or to relate to fear and not to react from it. This allows us to understand that doubts are a part of life, that relationship crises are too, and that personal crises are usually expressed by thinking that they are a response to someone or something, when in reality they are an opportunity to work on ourselves and evolve. I prepared several questions for you to ask yourself if you're going through, you know, um, some problems in your romantic relationships, or if you're going through any type of fear, fear of, you know, uh, in general. So this might help you. First question, what vital moment am I going through? For example, am I going through my children's birth, mm, an empty nest, my middle age, you know, I've been through my uh, marriage for 10 years and now I don't feel the same. So what vital moment I am going through. Second, how do I feel about my job or whatever occupation I do and I devote to most of the day? What story am I buying? Like Charles, am I buying that others have it all figured out? Or am I buying that relationships should be this way and not this other way? So think about it. I lost track of the number I'm in now, but next question would be, what is fear keeping me from feeling? If fear is my ally, because it is, because as I told you, fear has helped us survive generation after generation. So if fear is my ally, and I know that its messages are encrypted, where is fear pointing to? What is fear trying to show me? Next question. What aspect of my life am I not nurturing? What needs my care? This is my favorite one, probably. Uh, what is misaligned in my life? And sometimes clients tell me, what do you mean? by misaligned. I mean that sometimes your head is rushing, you know, in that direction and your heart is here. So mind and heart are in different places. So we need to align mind and heart. And finally, has some historical pain been triggered by this personal crisis? 
And by this I mean, did I suffer when I was a child and I didn't find support? Is something happening to me today that is related to what happened to me then when I was a kid? Let me tell you, Charles fell in love with Anne because she's an amazing woman who also offered him the stability he had never felt in his life. However, after a few years with her, and as it happens with all relationships where certainty and stability are key, he discovered he needed more adrenaline in their bond, he needed to feel more butterflies in his stomach. So let's forget Charles for a moment and let me ask you, if you could talk to Charles, what could Charles do to relax in, value and enjoy his relationship? What could Charles do to nourish himself? So what could he do for himself and what could he do for the relationship? And mind you, if you are in a relationship where, where there are red flags, you have to leave now. And by red flags, I mean all kinds of verbal and physical violence and substance abuse that impacts on your emotional, physical and mental well-being. So please flee away. This post is not dedicated to red flags. This post is dedicated to all of those who grew up believing that their love story had to fit their cultural mold and who want to throw in the towel because they've started to feel uneasy or afraid like Charles. The key is to dive in. Remember, the way out is in. And to see what needs to be attended there. And then go write a real love story where conflict can be repaired and where each member can honor their individual and also their joint lives as well as their relationship, which is in permanent evolution. And remember, you don't have to do all this alone. Do yourself a favor, the favor of your life, and ask for professional help. I hope this publication has helped you. As I told you, I have a lot more to share about this topic. I have a lot from my personal life to share with you. But let's allow this to sink in first. If you know someone who can benefit from this post, please forward it to them and invite them to subscribe. In this way, we are creating bridges that help one another. This is my dream to reach, you know, millions of people. And also... As someone pointed out, it makes those who produce this blog, me and other people, more visible and easier to find. So a big thank you for that. And let me wrap you up with a big hug and see you next week or let's listen to each other next week. <laughs>